Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss the first round of the Summer Showdown the new experimental patch, and we have an interview with a special guest. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you have all been doing well. This week is also the week where we are publishing our interview with the author of the Deadlock Rebels book, Lindsay Ely. So please check that out. Um, Kevin, how have you been? Um, Yeah, it's been... uh been interesting this week i was actually invited to go and meet up with a bunch of friends this weekend um so first time seeing friends in almost a year almost a pre-pandemic um we were all vaccinated we all went to uh we all went over to a friend's house and we all brought our own individual snacks just kind of hung out um but it was really nice to see everybody um, and it's really nice to know that I'm not the only one who gained weight. So <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better. Um, like it, it, like there was one friend who did the opposite. He was really like big and now he's ripped and I'm like, okay, the, something, something's off. Like He's out here lifting stuff and he used to be the guy who you could never get off the couch. So, oh my God, he, he did something blow up. I know. Right. He is literally a, uh. He was a caterpillar. He went into quarantine, turned into a cocoon, and came out a butterfly. Um, good for him, though. Like, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it's been that. And just working on my my next video script. Um, taking a long time because uh, I, I procrastinated a lot. But also because uh, I keep adding more jokes and I should stop. Uh, YouTube, by the way, if you are trying to get into YouTube or plan on doing any YouTube stuff. Uh, YouTube likes the eight minute number. I don't know why. Um, actually, I know why it, it qualifies for like a pre-roll ad. So if somebody's watching it on, um, if people are watching it on mobile, there will be an ad brand in the middle of it. So it adds like just a little bit more revenue. If you are into your analytics and stuff, I don't, I don't really care. Um, but it's just that, yeah, it's a really long script, and it is really interesting. Kevin, speaking of analytics, guess what? How much? How many downloads we hit this month of June? Did we? Did we hit the uh, the one hundred mark? We we hit the hundred mark. Yay! Is it, is it crazy higher than a hundred? 
it was, it's a lot. Uh, you could say we're a bit higher than a hundred. You, you could is say it, that. You could two, say two hundred. Uh, it's you can you can climb. Two fifty. Uh, larger increments. Okay. Uh, uh three fifty. You're still, you're thinking small, Kevin. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, five hundred. You can you can you can go five hundred thousand. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, no, nah, bro. Okay, like eight hundred. It's a thousand and thirteen. We hit a thousand. We hit a thousand. Wow. I, I I think that we can attribute that to um, Watchpoint Pride. So thank y'all for listening to that episode. Um, if this this is just organic, then oh my god, that's amazing. But um, unfortunately, we weren't able to. We're not going to be able to get in the the interview with Lindsay by now by the by this month but it'll be a good boost for next month yeah good good for the stats <laughs> but yeah thank you to all the thousand of you who have listened to our episodes this month uh anyway back to how you're doing with your youtube stuff yeah it's just uh numbers i i didn't think that it would ever uh like I, I didn't think I would be able to finish the script in time, but I did, and now it's just a matter of yelling into a microphone for a few hours. My and parents say, think I'm insane too because I'm like, there's nobody on the other side of the call, so they're like, Kevin, what are you yelling about? And I'm like, Ah, uh, how long ago 2007 was? Uh, ew, ew. <laughs> yeah, it it's a nostalgia trip, uh, video. So, um, kind of interesting. That's almost three Overwatches ago. It yeah, almost three overwatches. Um, but yeah. Uh, what about you, Matt? How was how was your your week? I want to say before I go into what my week was, you realize that in two thousand seven, that's when the iPhone first really hit the market. Yeah, the first iPhone was made. Um, I mean, it, like how how badly you want to go down this nostalgia trip? Like let's I can go, let's just do let's just get a quick jaunt down okay. this this nostalgia lane, and then Got I'll it. get into what I've been doing. Okay, so um, the Nintendo Wii, uh, the end of the Harry Potter series, so the Deathly Hollows was published. Anime-wise, Naruto Shippuden began. Um, Gurren Lagann started, Lucky Star and Bakano. Um, the B-movie and Ratatouille were the animated films of the year. Um, Music-wise, it was Apologize by One Republic, Rihanna's Umbrella, Hey There, Delilah by The Plain White Tees, Irreplaceable by Beyonce, and Crank That Soldier Boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so... Oh, wow. When you said nostalgia trip, I did not expect you to take kick me all the way back to seventh grade in junior high. Um, yeah. Fashion was, was Echo Unlimited and Ed Hardy bejeweled shirts. Um, V-necks that were slightly too deep. Uh, <laughs> ripped jeans. Then, rip, rip jeans were big. Yeah, um, baggy clothing was was really big back then. Um, and then YouTube. This is the one that caught me like off guard the most. Okay, so here it goes again. By OK Go was first released. Um, Nigahiga released his first video in two thousand seven. His first. His first video. So how to be ninja was. 2007. Oh, wow. Um, the Potter Puppet Pals and the Mysterious Ticking Noise. Um, Jerry C. and Cannon Rock 
was also there and then um what else oh shoes shoes remember shoes remember shoes shoes yeah let's get some shoes that was three hundred dollars yeah shoes are three hundred dollars let's get them and then um on cartoon network and you know nickelodeon your shows that aired this year were uh el tigre and total drama island oh damn (laughs) was this also ugg boots era uh it was the beginning of the ugg boots era um it was for for girls i think it was um it's the beginning of crop tops and uh and those like the it wasn't jeggings it was before jeggings uh skinny jeans they're like yeah it was skinny jeans-esque era um I don't very what we wore back then it was very um camp rock inspired mm. almost high school musical look so okay if you want to feel that out that's kind of what it was like see i still kind of <laughs> dress like i did back then except with just like different shirts and pants but it's like i still have not updated the way i dress it's just these specific pieces are newer yeah fit me yeah it, it's funny because like you wear clothes that are too big when you're in middle school and then you grow up <laughs> and you're like oh this is still from middle school but it fits now i have clothes from sixth grade that i can still fit into it's just yeah. scary <laughs> right? if they, i should not be able to fit into my sixth grade clothing but i do which means i either didn't grow as much as i did or i wore really big clothing back then anyway so what i've been doing so um what have i been doing i've been doing things um oh so yesterday yesterday was a really fun day i got to um i got to go visit in westwood in ucla um so for the camp that i have volunteered for uh we started a program four years ago called the advanced accelerated transfer leadership program so that transfer students coming in even though i wasn't a transfer my friend helped had me help out with this program and create it um but so his his idea was that transfer students only get like two years to be at a um at a four-year university and they don't really have a lot of time to like make as many friends as they could or make an impact and get leadership positions within organizations so we created this program within our camp so that incoming transfers could also already start um get a head start on those kinds of things and so um, this is the fourth year that it's happening. So they invited us back to come like help out for a little bit and then just see that the program is still alive and well. And it's just like, it's so encouraging. Like it, it felt really good to kind of be back in that camp counselor element and like, just see that people that I helped train are now training other people and that the program is still alive. So that was just a fantastic day. Like all the founders of this program, me, my co-host, potassium and crescendo because we all have weird camp names um swear it's not a cult maybe it is a cult but whatever um so i'm ninja um as as, yeah my everything that i do is now ninja named so i'm ninja Um, my codes were potassium and crescendo and we made this program so it was a lot of fun um i got oh i was doing auditions for some plays so because plays are coming back in person so i had auditions for a play called sweet surrender and for pride and prejudice you know that that hysterical comedy pride and <laughs> pride and prejudice <laughs> um but i auditioned for mr darcy i did not get that role but i am going to be doing a um one of the soldier like ensemble roles just like i don't have a ton of time but i still want to be part of the uh 
production and so it's like i have only have to rehearse one day a week so i'm like oh that's fantastic i don't have i only have to be there one day a week let's go so i will be random soldier or random soldier also brad lee in the play and then today i found out that that job that i was applying for with um digital media management who does social media for dc comics after three tries i finally landed the job so like i i'll, I'll be starting on the 19th um, and so I now can have insurance and get paid and not have to worry about, oh, if I break this bone, do I just like take the horse raceway out of it? <laughs> just, yeah. It, all right. Go down I'm, with just, it. I'm, my leg's broken. Just kill me now, please. So I get to, I get to actually not take that way out if I break a bone. So that's really nice. And I'll like, like, honestly, like comic books are, are a huge thing for me. So to be able to actually work with comic books for a living is like a dream come true. Anyways, we don't have a ton of news this week, but I suppose we should, well, we should talk about it. What do you say, Kevin? Yeah, we should grab whatever we can here. All right. Okay. So first off, we have the, um, the Ash Deadlock Challenge is still going on. It ends July 5th. Um, it, again, it's that whole new system that they put in where it's 27 games or... Um, 14 wins minimum so you get an icon for nine win for nine games a spray for 18 games and the actual deadlock ashkin that is featured on the cover of the deadlock rebels book which we did the interview with the author lindsey ely um so yeah buy the book read the book do the event um you have a couple more days you have like what five days now um publishing this tomorrow so you'll have four days so grind that out i have not Kevin. i've not been able to play overwatch because i keep getting kicked from my games because of my internet it's so sad i can't yeah. play a single quick play game without being kicked yeah it, internet connection is weird um lucky lucky for me like my my parents are not really huge on the internet uh they they usually just watch cable television for 12 hours <laughs> I like and then they'll be television. like, I don't care what anyone else says. I like having cable. Yeah, my my parents like to, or my dad specifically watches a lot of like the like Bravo shows. Uh, He's been watching. Have you heard of Below Deck? I've heard of Below Deck. I have. Yeah, heard of Below yeah. Deck. My dad watches that like religiously, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, just just go on a boat then. <laughs> like, like post pandemic, you want to go on a boat? You want to you want to torment these guys? It's like. I'd, I'm not about that. Uh, I'm, it's cool. I'm fine with my on-land drama. At least you won't drown as easily with the on-land drama. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't have to be afraid of sea animals or, uh, you know, especially drowning. All right. So then the next bit of news that we have, I told you there's not a lot to talk about, guys. Um, yeah. The experimental patch just came through for Overwatch on the 26th. We I, No, the 24th. The 24th. We didn't talk about it last week because we didn't know it was there. But so uh, in general, hit scan damage now scales to 30% at maximum fall off range, down from 50% on Ash, Baptiste, Bastion, McCree, Soldier 76, Widowmaker, and Wrecking Ball. Kevin, tell us about how this is going to really impact the game. Uh, this is really big, actually. If you consider any fight that takes place outside of their maximum fall off, like they're going to be tickling you for a damage. So 
as a DPS player, you're like, okay, this hurts a lot because there's not a lot of damage that I can deal reliably. Um, or it just requires you to land three shots instead of two to kill certain things. Um, it, it just takes a lot more effort and a lot more uh, hits in order to really clean up what you, what you started. Um, and yeah, it's just really tough for all of these characters, but um, I do understand it for like Baptiste uh, in particular, like him, he would like get his ult really quickly. So I guess that makes sense. But I feel like all the other ones are just unfortunate casualties of this nerf. Do you think that they're they're trying to? I mean, this is experimental, but this the history of the experimental has been like if it's an experimental, unless it's something wacky like most of what happened on the April first patch, it's not going to go through. Um, do you think they're trying to force like? kind of more faster paced games where so that your people are having to in order to get as much damage as possible like fight closer up as opposed to kind of the slow poke game that we see sometimes yeah i could i could see that trying to be the shift of mentality with this hit scan change but what this means though unfortunately is the characters that are dps that are not listed are going to be played a lot more so uh yeah so your reapers your maze your doomfists your Echoes, those are probably you're probably gonna see those a lot more than your typical hit scan um presence just because of the sheer damage. And I don't know if this means anything for Farah either. Like if Farah like gets to do more crazy things without getting punished as much, then maybe. But oh, that's right. I don't know if that's if this is it change enough to make Farah like viable. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, if she, she still doesn't have as much maneuverability in the air as I'd like to, but if she can get out of your max range, she she has a little bit more survivability. So get off maybe one or two more rockets or have enough time to find another health pack. So might be able to actually finish Barrage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh, uh, that, that never happens anymore. Yeah, it's a once in a blue moon deal. Um, so for the rest of this experimental patch, they changed something to Bastion. We're making Bastion's configuration recon weapon more reliable to help strengthen his run-and-gun gameplay when moving between spots he wants to post up with configuration sentry. So the spread is going to be reduced from 1.5 to 1.2. For D.Va, no longer building ultimate charge in the window of time between using self-destruct and when it detonates is targeted Echo's duplicate ability when copying D.Va. Echo's accelerated ultimate charge enabled her to have call mech available before a self-destruct explosion went off, making it very difficult for enemies to find a safe place to hide. So um, the damage area was reduced from 3 to 2.5 meters for call mech, so you're going to have to be even closer if you want to get that mech kill. And it no longer builds ultimate charge when using self-destruct until after it detonates. Um, so if you're, like, if you're an Echo, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer to get that ult back. Um, same thing with Diva. I don't know. Do you feel like I feel like this is kind of is this really going to affect Diva as much? Do you think? I I don't think so. I don't think it'll affect Diva. I think the main target was for Echo. It's just they don't want Echo to be abusing the launch launch ult and then have mech immediately afterward. Right. Because so, for Diva, and you couldn't even remech until it was exploded anyway, right? Yeah. So right. it's I think it's just specifically to nerf Echo's form in Diva. 
Okay, so Soldier 76. This will make Tactical Visor effective for more than just the aim assist, which slightly loses some value as player aim improves. So his heavy pulse rifle damage fall off is disabled while Tac Visor is active. So no damage fall off when you're already uh, getting that aimbot. The whole aimbot plus guaranteed like full damage. Okay. This is actually really good for Zolder. Like, they, a lot of people will probably be looking for him now, but the fact that he can get the literal aimbot and no damage fall off just means that he could erase a backline if he's not checked. Do you think that the, the, the team is pushing for most more soldier play? Because like when we see him in the league, um, we see him occasionally as a, a, a prepped pick, but a lot of the time it's just like to get him back, to get the team back on the point. So with, with this, if this ability does go through live, do you think that having that heavy damage from his ultimate is going to make him uh, a more stable pick? Um, I, I feel like it's, trying to lean more towards that um giving giving the league more variety um rather than just seeing you know the ash the widow and the mccree on occasion um bringing soldier into the into the discussion will definitely have his ups and downs too but um i feel like the first thing that like we point out is obviously like his in-game like his in-system name is legs so you know <laughs> if you need that person for that last minute contest you have soldier 76 now has consistent damage plus, you know, tack visor with no fall off. Um, if you win round, if you win point one and you're trying to push point two into two CP, uh, you might just be able to erase the second point just because you have ult. Lock the legs, guys. Lock the legs. Uh, and so final change for this patch was Widowmaker. We're adjusting Widowmaker's optimal range to be slightly further out to account for some map locations where counter sniping was common, but just barely outside of the effective range with the damage fall off. For Widowmaker, the sniping damage fall off is mainly in place to restrict the lethality of mid-air grapple shots at the extreme distances possible on some maps. So Widowmaker's damage fall off is increased from 60 to 85 to 70 to 100 meters long. So she has a little bit more range now. So um, you can do a lot more counter snipey snipey stuff yeah having the counter snipe ability for for widow it's it's a lot better like widow entirely makes her gameplay off, off of long range sniping and so the fact that they nerfed this at first you're like oh why and then you now see the new one and you're like okay this is better for her uh, allowing her to maybe even duel uh ash a little bit better um so we'll see how this goes so again this is only an experimental patch but they tend to have a history of actually pushing through um into the actual things um so moving on to a little bit of league news uh hydration is retiring from the outlaws i don't know if this means he's retiring for good from the overwatch league i don't know if he, maybe he's maybe being a a free agent or whatnot. I know he said he was looking forward to playing Overwatch 2, so maybe um, he's taking a break and he'll come back for that, but he has officially left the roster for the Houston Outlaws. Um, Dreamer came in to... Uh, I, I don't know if it's specifically to take his place, but Dreamer is now on the roster from the LA Valiant um, because Hydration pretty much played every role for 
the outlaws at some point, like he was, he's, they, I think they signed him as a healer. Then they put him on to main tank when uh, Muma was not having such a good run. Then they let him play DPS occasionally. So he was, he was flexed for them essentially. Um, and so they, they've lost him replaced with a dreamer. So um, how do you think this is going to affect the Houston outlaws? Cause they were, they were doing well, but they weren't necessarily using hydration as much. Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting pick um, or an interesting retiring choice. Um, if Hydration does come back for Overwatch 2, this would actually be a really good break for him just to say like, okay, I need some time to refresh. Um, give him some time to space himself away from like the scene itself. Um, that way he can prove himself when Overwatch 2 comes out and he's more refreshed rather than worn down from playing in the league for so long um and the replacement with dreamer is a good idea too like they didn't need to like they they needed to grab somebody to kind of fill in that role and dreamer happens to be available and also a solid player so yeah just kind of kind of a smart choice by them that, that idea though it intrigues me because like yes you have the name recognition people will remember you from uh, from your days playing, but like we, we obviously we don't know when Overwatch 2 is going to come out. Like, we don't know if what if hydration is going to be still um, good enough to play at that point. Like, do you think that's a risky strategy for a player to to take that break and just hope that there'll be a spot for you in some team when you come back? I definitely think it's risky. Um, it is not a safe play all the time. I mean, if you want to go for the most high-profile case in sports, you go with Michael Jordan, right? Um, when he left for like a year, right? And then he came back, and they were like, oh, okay, he, he's here. Uh, and then he left to go play baseball. That didn't happen. Then he went to and golf, he came back. yeah? Yeah, and golf. And then, uh, yeah, and now he's he, we went back to the Wizards for a couple of years. So, yeah, that was kind of a... Kind of a weird thing for for MJ, but I, I'm not saying that the, it's going to be the same thing for Hydration. Um, yeah, people will remember Hydration for all the plays that he's done, but I don't know if that's enough to carry him or land him a spot on a roster later down the line. I think Hydration's going to have to take his turn with the Toon Squad first, you know? Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, so. Kevin, what what are we looking forward to in July in the world of pop culture? I know, I know there's a lot of stuff coming out. Most of the things that I'm looking forward to aren't really coming out until I mean, I think the first thing I'm I really am excited for is to play Metroid Dread when it comes out in October. But July is a busy month. It's it's tradition traditionally summer months are where a lot of these big blockbusters and big games come out because kids are out of school so they can play them. Yay! Uh, I didn't. I'm done with school, so yeah. Every uh, <laughs> so you can yeah. play them. Yay! Uh, but honestly, um, July is gonna be super busy. I mean, for the Marvel Cinematic people, um, we have Black Widow coming out on the ninth. So if you want to catch that movie, uh, it's in theaters or on Disney Plus. I know I'm watching. I'm watching Loki every week. Um, there's supposed to be a new uh episode out today. Came but... out at midnight, I believe. Yeah, so I, I have to watch that. Um, for for me, there's a couple of games that I wanted to point out. Um, the the first one is Pokemon Unite. People know me; I'm a huge Pokemon fan. So um, they said releasing in July for the Switch, and they didn't give us a date. So 
I'm sitting here. I've watched a ton of gameplay of like the beta runs, and I'm like, oh man, this game looks like so much fun. And then they never gave me a date to like mark my calendar for a 24-hour stream or anything. So yeah, uh, that that's not happening. Um, and then the 16th is a day that I have like marked on my calendar. Um, it's the new Space Jam. <laughs> As a fan of the original Space Jam, I thought you know it would be cool to go and watch it again. So I did that with a friend a couple nights ago and we were like, this movie is, is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> uh, Just the Bill Murray coming in whenever he feels like it. Yeah. He's like there at the golf course. And then he's also there at the end. Um, I looked up like a ton of like background things about space jam because I got absorbed in it uh, at one point and I was like, Oh man, this would be, interesting to uh to discuss later um i have i have some notes okay let's see what we have um so space jam was made eight years after who framed roger rabbit um, i love that movie it's so yeah literally the perfect film noir i don't care what anyone says that movie is fantastic it's great um another thing is lola bunny did not exist prior to space jam she was made for space jam um and she was not in any of the promotional art for Space Jam. There was a gas mask scene with uh, where when the NBA players lose their lose their powers. And I wrote in all capital letters. Um, Adam Silver took the idea of the Space Jam, uh, took the idea from Space Jam to quarantine and save the players during uh, COVID nineteen. So yeah, uh, not an original idea. Secret Sauce is canceled, but we still have our episodes about the uh, the NBA bubble. Yeah, it, it's it's stuff like that. And um, what else? Uh, yeah, 90 CGI was really something else. Uh, it, and uh, this is the most important bucket in Michael Jordan's history. I, It doesn't matter. Game six, the flu game. No, it was a dunk to save the Looney Tunes. That was the most important shot of his career. He, he had a stretch to make his goals, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Bill Murray coming in at the end was actually a last minute idea. Um, the original scene had Roadrunner. Um, but Bill Murray wanted to be in it, so they were like, yep, let's save the animators some time. So. I mean, when Bill Murray asks to do something, you say yes. Yeah, and um, also, Bill Murray has a 100% win rate in basketball. So, you know, you have to pick him. That's right, you're right. He's never lost. He's, he's never, never lost. So... Yeah, it's important. Going back to Pokemon Unite, is it like, do we know if it's like a paid subscription game? Is it like you buy the thing and you just have to like, after you buy the game, pay for the Nintendo Online? Or, or do we know? Is it free to play? I think it's going to be. Nintendo Online? Um, the way how I see it is it's going to be the same kind of template as uh, League of Legends, where it's going to be a free to play game. Um. And I think all of the characters will be unlocked. Um, it will just come down to cosmetics, if you want to buy cosmetics. Um, I know that I was looking at some of the cosmetics already. They're, the first ones that they released was like a summer thing. So like they have Garchomp with a snorkel and a Hawaiian shirt. And they have like Venusaur with a snorkel, um, like Snorlax in a inflatable tube. So... They definitely have skins and stuff prepared. I feel like it's just 
I don't know what the format is going to be. Um, I hope it's free. Uh, and if it's if it's not, uh, r- rip our wallets because yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in there. Wallets. It also doesn't help that right now it is the Steam Summer Sale. So mm. um, if you if you're looking to get a game or lose a lot of money, go ahead and do that. Um, I check every day because I'm like, uh, if a game on my wish list goes be goes below a certain price point, I'm like, I'm a I'm a have to get that. I can't say no. Um, I'm a man of impulse, and it sucks. Thank you so much for listening to our news section this week. There wasn't a ton, but we we made it work. So thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to tune into the gameplay section where we're going to break down the first week of the Summer Showdown. And also please listen to our interview with Lindsay Ely, who, again, wrote the Deadlock Rebels book, if you haven't heard me say it multiple times this episode. Um, but thank you to everybody who's listened to us. Thank you for making June such a successful month for this podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us if there's anybody you want us to interview please email us let us know send us a tweet uh message us on facebook smoke signals if we can see them are, are appropriate as long as you don't start an actual fire that burns down california um but <laughs> anyway thank you guys and please tune in next week adios Next week, we update you on gaming news and continue our coverage of the Summer Showdown. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.